right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. You got Christian and I in the studio today, War Plan Studio, yeah. Denton, Texas. This is the place to be. It is. November 11th, this is the place to be. Absolutely. What's right? going on November 11th? Ooh, we, got a, we got a little event happening here uh, with a, a gentleman by the name of Graham Allen. If you guys mm. don't know, he's going to be coming in uh, and on a Saturday, Veterans Day of, of all days. Yeah. Uh, with a veteran, Graham Allen. Uh, we're hosting an event here. It's going to be epic. It's going to be almost a version of our Kingdom Business Advancements mm -hmm. that we've done in the past. If you don't know, Graham Allen is a, uh, a an epic voice in the conservative Christian uh, space, we'll call it. He's got a great podcast called Dear America, uh, but he's also an epic entrepreneur. The guy's got a multi-million dollar a uh, couple different companies that he's he's rocking, and so he's going to be here to share some wisdom. Plus, we're just gonna we're gonna have Josh Latimer, yeah, with us. You're here, yeah. It's oh. gonna be dope. You're here, great. I'll be here, shaking hands, kissing babies, <laughs> shaking babies, kissing hands. Yeah, now no babies allowed. So, uh, <laughs> but anyways, welcome to the show, guys. We are we got a treat for you today because I, I say that every week, I think, but <laughs> um, but they're all treats. Yeah, it's it's fun to do this, and why I'm pretty amped to do this is actually. Some of you know, I think we've made reference to this on a, a podcast a week or two ago. Um, we are, uh, we've, we've written a, a, a book, The Kingdom Entrepreneur, which is the first part of a three-part series. Um, we've been d dialing in part two or book two, which is the creation mandate. We've mm -hmm. got the, the seven-day blueprint, uh, which is essentially the blueprint that God's given us how to create. That's book one. Book two, we've, we've been in putting the final touches on, which I'm, I'm super excited about this book, even more than book one, mm. uh, just because I feel like it's got to be just like more like creative in this. I mean, it is called the creation mandate, I guess. But the last chapter in this book, uh, we dive into the topic of success mm. and what does it actually mean to be successful? And I love this topic because I had such a skewed understanding or perspective of what success actually was, what I thought it was. I actually did an episode, um, man, over a year ago. Uh, so if you guys want to listen back, what what is the true meaning of biblical success, yeah. I think, is the topic. And then you and I did a follow-up uh, episode to that as well, just kind of yeah. diving in a little bit. There's actually deeper. a part three on there as well. Did you three? see that? No. There I was. These, we've done so many of these, I don't even remember. I know. I didn't click on it. <laughs> Must be really I, don't, good. I, don't, I don't like to hear myself now, let That's alone a true. year ago. That's true. That's kind of fun to like listen back. I actually went and listened to it because I didn't want to like be a complete repetitive, you know, yeah, same thing over and over again. But I was like, man, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. It was good. And it was good. So I do recommend you guys listen to that because um, we broke it down of really like, what does it mean to be successful? That was like, I was, that was my. Man, growing up, I remember like literally these were the passwords that I created on my first emails and things like that was success. I was so <laughs> infatuated really? with, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Actually, my, my first ATM pin, I, I went to type it out and, you know, it was like when, you know, like the old phones where it's, you know, ABC, DEF, yeah. you know, whatever. When that T9? And T9, that there that we go. Yeah. yeah. My first, my pin though that I created I thought I, I typed success and then I went home and then I like redid it and I was like, oh my God, I misspelled success. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a humble moment for me, I guess. But That's all right. You don't have to be a good speller to be successful. Right? Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. It does help, but you don't have to be. Right. So <laughs> it's, useful. it's useful. Right. Um, but anyways, my, my thought of success back then was like, man, I want to do 
it boiled down to a lot of freedom because I wanted to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, how I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about me, me, me. That's what it was about. And as I've committed my life uh, and un- truly understood what, what it meant to have uh, Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord of my life, it was the understanding of really like, man, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. It's not about me and the yeah. fact that what I can get, what I can do, what I want to do. You know, the, the freedom is, is like a, a worldly, you know, desire, I think. But once we truly understand what biblical success actually is, mm-hmm. that's the freedom yeah. that we actually have, right? The freedom in Jesus Christ, our yeah. Savior alone. But then the actual application of that, that Scripture gives us, just lays it out more times than, than one, right? Yeah. And we're going to break that down today a little bit more. Um, with Christian's guidance in, on this, but um, that's what we're going to dive into, guys. It's like, what does it actually mean to be successful? But what does the Bible say about it? Um, and how do we truly walk this thing out as entrepreneurs, as believers in this messed up world that we live in? Yeah. So for me, if we're talking about success, I want to know because it's a relative term, yeah. right? So what does God think about success? Mm. So we go to scripture. Yep. And there's a great resource out there, blueletterbible.org, where if you want to know if success is in the Bible, you just type in the word success. It'll pull up every time success is in there. So I did that. And you put what translation because, you know, one translation may use success, one may use prosperity, something like that. But I always go with the New King James Version. Just uh, that's kind of my rule of thumb. But, sure. But, you know, ESV. NIV, NLT, whatever you want to use, that's fine. Even if it's King James Version. You know, some people are either for it or against it. Um, if you want to read the those, that, the, thys, and right. thous, and if you want to do that, go ahead. But right. there are words that mean different things than yes. when, when that yeah. translation came It's about. crazy how many, like, how many words are in the English language and then in, the, in Hebrew, right? In the Old yeah. Testament, it's like how many words there are there. It's just crazy how... It can get muddled. It can get like, what the heck does this actually mean? Right. And the great thing about Blue Letter Bible is you could actually pull up the words in their original Hebrew or Greek Mm. and then find the real definition of the word. And a lot of times, like, man, why'd they go with that word for the English translation? It it, it doesn't pack as much of a punch as that original Hebrew word. Uh, So when when you look at success, successful is found one time in, in Scripture, but success is found five times. And the most relevant, practical, and applicable um, time that it's found is in Joshua one eight, which we bring up quite a bit. Or one nine, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you had me confused for a while. <laughs> uh, it is one eight. We've confirmed. It is one eight, and it reads: "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, you will make your way prosperous, and then." you will have good success. Okay, it's like, oh, snap. All right, meditate on the Mm -hmm. book of the law. And anytime you see the book of the law or God's law in the Old Testament, it's referring to scripture. So you can still apply it today. You don't have to just read the first five books of the Bible, the the law of Moses. Uh, It's all of scripture. Today would be counted in uh, the book of the law or God's law. Um, So it's funny because anytime you see prosperity or success you know if you look up the hebrew word for prosperity it's got the word success in there if you look up the hebrew word for success it's got the word prosperity in Mm. there um but success here um 
you'll have good success. And, and it, it goes back to what meditating on the law, observing it. So being obedient to God's word, to spend time with the Lord, to know his word, know his commands, know his promises, know, know who he is through scripture, and then obey what he says. And then we're going to be successful. Right. Okay, that still leaves it somewhat vague, right? Still a, a little relative when it comes to success. So what does that mean? What are the, the goals? What what are the, the achievement uh, achievements I, I have to reach in order to be successful? Just simply meditating on, on God's word? Right. Well, I think that being said, it's like meditate on it. Do not let it depart from your lips, right? So that means speak it. Right. Right. So it's one thing to ruminate, if we'll bring that mm. word up again, uh, which is, you know, that's that meditation form. Yep. We're going to chew on it. We're going to mull it over. We're going to swallow it, regurgitate it back up, chew on it some more. But then I think the important component of it is like we're speaking this now. We're, we're talking about it amongst each other like this. This right. l- l- this podcast is yeah. like us meditating on it, not letting this so depart from our We're lips. being successful right now. <laughs> right. Amen. I like it. I like it, man. <laughs> We should um, go to two times a week. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. It'd be an extra trip to Dallas for me. Um, but then but then I think it says, it clearly says, so that you will do what, right? So it's like there's there's meditating on it, there's thinking of it, speaking on it, and then doing it. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we can meditate on it. Some of us may speak it, but it's the actual doing that that makes us successful, Yeah. right? Sitting back. Doing nothing is, I would argue that that's not, we remove that component from this. That's We're not operating in success, right? right? Because we've all been given a a purpose. We've been given a, we've all been given a, a mandate from, from the beginning of, of time, right? When creation, we've been given that the first mandate to, to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue this earth, have dominion. We've been given that. Yes, we know that then we jacked it up, right? Right. But then... As we continue, you know, throughout the Old Testament, it's like, yes, man fell. There's uh, promises of a Messiah, a returning king, mm-hmm. right? Jesus came, he he died on the cross, and he he raised again, raised again. Yeah. I say this incorrectly, right? Rised again? Raised. Raised, okay. Rose. Just Rosen. Not Rosen. <laughs> Rose. Jace. <laughs> Jace. <laughs> What's the right um, word, Jace? He rose. 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 Hey, he rose. That's the biggest thing. Because if he just died, then it's all for naught, right? But right. the fact that he rose from the dead yeah. and he came on the scene and said, the kingdom of heaven is here, yeah. right? And now we've been given these additional commandments, mm-hmm. right? The, the biggest two, uh, love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. right? And then to love the neighbor, love our neighbor as ourself, which yeah. that could be a hard one. Right, which effectively... The entire Old Testament law, all, all 700 whatever Levitical laws come down to those two. It's crazy to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we do that successfully then? Right. Well, I want to even talk about meditation because it talks about okay. meditation in this verse. Yeah, yeah, okay. And also there's a couple other verses that, that speak on it in the same theme of prosperity and success. So uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Again, in, in God's word, in yep. scripture. Yep. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. Now, th- this is the 
to me, one of the greatest promises, aside from Jesus saying, come to me, right? right? right. Uh, and what he will provide when we come to him. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest promise in the Bible. This man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Mm. So what do you mean, whatever? It means anything I put my hands to, it's going to prosper if I meditate on the law day and night. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I mean, sounds like a pretty awesome trade off right there. Absolutely. So the word meditate, and but even uh, apart from that, uh, First Kings 2, 2 through yeah. 3, you know, David's on his deathbed. He's given a, a charge to his son Solomon. He says, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And I, I feel like he's saying, like, prove yourself a man. Come on. <laughs> and keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes. Right? Again, his laws, commands, it, it, the word. His commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. So, again, this prosperity comes down to knowing the word of God, speaking the word of God, obeying the word of God, uh, walking it out, meditating on it. And, again, that that meditation. A lot of people, uh, Christians, you know, they think the word meditate is like taboo. And they put it in the same category as yoga. Right. Sure. But meditations all over scripture, especially in the Psalms, it's in the New Testament as well. It's not just an Old Testament idea of meditating, Mm -hmm. but in um, Psalm one in Joshua one eight, it's the Hebrew word Hagah. Right. And, you know, anybody who speaks Hebrew, um, you know, crucify me for my (laughs) I speak Spanish the same way. De donde esta, that's the way, no matter what language, it still sounds like a guy from New Jersey. Right. <laughs> so, haga, and it, and what that word means is to read quietly or to murmur to yourself as you think. Mm. Think about that. I love that. To read quietly or to murmur to yourself as you think. And there's a couple other Hebrew words used um, for meditation. One is sayach. I probably said that a little better. Sayach. Sayach. Yeah, you had a head cold, but I do. Let me. I, I, I feel like I sound so nasally right now. I, I, I'm driving myself nuts right now. Um, but that also means to ponder and to utter. And then there's one more. It's used only one time in scripture. Um, and it's actually the word suwach. And that means to be absorbed in thought or to commune. So to ponder, to quietly mm. utter, to be absorbed in thought, to commune. All right. And I love the idea of meditation in the old testament is to commune because who are you communing with it's it's praying it's communing with god through the word of god yeah it's magnificent and i've i found as i uh you know recently i i made it a part of my uh weekly habits to sit in the or somewhat daily habits to sit in the sauna and i i'm trying to to me lucy could sit in there for like 30 minutes and she's just still as can be for me, when I get to like 15, 16 minutes, I'm like, get me out of here. And if it's the steam sauna, which I know you like, I like every time steam. my steam comes through, all I think about is I can't go to hell because the steam would just never stop. <laughs> and while I'm sitting in there, I'm just praying. I don't know if that steam comes out for 30 yeah. seconds or three minutes, but it feels like three hours when that steam starts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love and, it. And, but what I do is I just... I, I just recite usually Psalm 23 
in, in my head and I just meditate on it. And yeah. it brings me to a place where I don't even realize I'm in a hot sauna anymore. Nice, man. What is so, so why Psalm 23 specifically? Um, I think Psalm 23 is just one of the best scriptures to, to feed your soul. Yeah. You know, uh, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm-hmm. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. When when I recite that now, the more I ponder and, and meditate on those verses, I literally um, picture myself in those scenarios on this green patch of grass by this, this big, lush river and all this uh, these trees, uh, the, the green leaves and all that around me. And I just literally feel a nourishment to my soul as I even meditate on that scripture. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then it also just helps kill time until I can get out of the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so so meditating on the Word of God, um, we know it, speaking it, of course, Joshua 1.8, tells us that mm-hmm. so that we are to do what it says right which is essentially to be obedient sure to i mean it's not that hard we actually complicate the heck out of this right like the formula <laughs> yes for success. oh yeah yes yeah right we complicate the crap out of christian christianity yeah period yeah we do it, it's fairly simple mm-hmm. and it seems like it's easy it's like wait all this is all we have to do to, right. to get to heaven and, and I don't want to make light of it because obviously it's not easy to convert somebody. For somebody to surrender, we have our pride, our ego in the way. We have the enemy working against us. So for when somebody actually does surrender their heart to Jesus Christ, it is, in my opinion, the greatest miracle on earth. You know, the most right. amazing thing that could happen. So I don't want to make light of it. But just in regard of the formula, it is really simple. Right. So to boil it down, it's not success isn't like what the world calls it, right? Like, I mean, because back to how I kind of opened this, it was like to be able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, how I want. It was about, you know, accumulating money, possessions, um, what I thought was like the idea of, of wealth. Yeah. Uh, really with what the world kind of defines it as mm. right but that's not that's not what true biblical success actually is right well in the first draft of your book i actually pulled a snippet from it and i don't know if you're going to change or add to this but you actually say true success is obedience to purpose mm. yes and that just i was like okay true success is obedience to purpose but what's my purpose right right yeah which we can really dive into that because I think we all we have back to this corporate purpose, right? Mm-hmm. We we know we're to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion. Uh, we are no, we know we are to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love our neighbor yep. as ourselves. But then, how do we do that individually? Yeah. Right. Because as the body of Christ, we have uh, there's this there's this corporate feeling of what we're supposed to do. Right. We're taking territory for the kingdom, but it's like there's this individual component involved as well. Yeah. Right. And this is where I think maybe we can get a little off track or we can we can go down paths where it's like, what's my purpose? Or we we even maybe aren't taking action because we're unsure of what mm-hmm. our ultimate purpose is on this earth. So um, sure. I, so I have thoughts on like what. What it means to have purpose, I guess, um, or how we can even 
go about finding that purpose or discovering that purpose, yeah. right? I mean, we have these three phases in the in the King's Council called discover, develop, deploy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it that in order to be truly successful, we know it's basically obey the word of God, right? Yeah. If we do that, you're you're on the right track. But yeah. now it's like, how do I actually walk this thing out with purpose and intent? And I think it, in doing that, we we can ask ourselves a number of questions of like, you know, for me, one of a big one was like, God, what, uh, my prayer was like to God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm. Like, what is it that that gets me really fired up, or what what is it that gets yeah. me, you know, excited, right? And um, back to just discovering that, right? We we need to discover that purpose, mm-hmm. right? And then. Once we have that idea or inkling, it's like, okay, let's develop that purpose. Let's let's follow through on that purpose and, and hash right. this thing out so we can ultimately deploy that God-given purpose on this earth, right? Yeah. Discover, develop, deploy. Yeah, and most people question their purpose at some point mm-hmm. in life. And Absolutely. if you don't know your purpose, even if you're living in the world, you don't know the Lord, uh, it's a secular lifestyle, you still thrive on purpose, yeah. right? It, your purpose, you may believe, is to go make a million dollars this year. It, it may be to go to work and climb the corporate chain and be uh, a partner, or, you know, manager, director, whatever. That you may feel like that's your purpose. That so that that gives you um, drive. It gives you motivation. It gives you discipline. But that's just your own purpose. That's. And usually you find that once you get there, once you strive and attain those goals that you set for yourself based on your own individual worldly purpose, you you're still feel empty. Yeah. So it, who better than for God to, to give us one corporate purpose for all of humanity? But then you and I were talking about this recently where, okay, there there's these macro commands for all of us just as humanity and I, I think the number one purpose for us is to have fellowship with him. Like that's God's number one desire yeah. is for us to have fellowship with him, to worship him, to love him, to adore him. Right. Um, but then from there, all right, so you are going to have different routes and different lanes than, than I am with some of them may be the same. They might intersect. We might run parallel together, but it would that be then our specific callings within. So our purpose is to, experience salvation be filled with the holy spirit sealed with the holy spirit have fellowship with our creator but now okay because god's gotta he doesn't call everybody to do the same thing right you know we but god knows perfectly if everybody actually acts according to his will and again we this romans eight twenty eight yeah through 30 and i'll read it i have it in front of me and we know that all things work together for good to those who love god to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Right? Now, a lot of times, like, do I believe in predestination? Yes. Do I believe in, in my, what I consider myself a Calvinist? No. Mm-hmm. And with this, for whom he foreknew. Right? So who did God foreknow? Everybody. Yep. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So everybody uh, ever to exist, he predestined them to be conformed to the image of his son, to mm. to be saved, to be a child of God, to be be in the family of God. But that conforming requires our cooperation. Right. 
we're, we're not just robots where he says he could have done that. And if that were the case, then everybody on earth will be worshiping God right now. And it would essentially be heaven on earth. Right. But that's not the case that conforming to the image of God to, to, because we conform to him when we say yes. Right. Yep. We get filled with the Holy spirit. And then through our sanctification, we conform daily, you know, yep. to, from glory to glory, we conform more and more to the image of his son. So that conforming uh, requires our cooperation, our free will, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know why, what we, path I was going down with this. Well, I think you were going down on calling, like, oh, right, Romans right. 20, it's like, for those who are called according to right. his purpose. So, right? exactly. So those who are called, I was about to get on a whole Calvinism thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to those um, who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. So he calls us, if he calls me to be a Bible teacher, if he calls you to be, um, you know, the, the forerunner for kingdom entrepreneurship, if he calls somebody, he knows who needs to be in the pulpit. He knows who yeah. needs to be over at the youth ministry. He knows who needs to be a lawyer. He knows who needs to be a teacher in a public school. He knows he calls uh, somebody to politics because we need representation there as well. So he calls us. We don't all have the same calling, but we all have the same purpose. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. I, I jotted this down on the flight as I was flying down this morning, knew kind of this topic we're talking about. And I jotted this down is that success is not me accomplishing my will, but it's me accomplishing his will. Mm. Right. Because this comes back to like, okay, it's, it's what I can do, what I can accomplish. And I, yeah. I know I've used this analogy a lot of like, I, you can be incredibly successful at a lot of things and still feel like a failure yeah. if you're not operating for the God-given intended purpose of why you were created. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think so many of us get off track and we're seeking uh, our will in situations and achieving what the world may call success, yet we still, we get to even the mountaintop sometimes and we still feel like, was that it? Like that that was it, mm-hmm. right? You hear so many stories of people that, you know, do incredible feats or accomplish incredible things. But again, success is not what you accomplish. It's not something that that uh, the, the world even congratulates you for or applauds you for. That is not true success. Mm-hmm. True success is like, are you actually operating for the God-given intended purpose of why you were created? Right. Like I've back to the analogy. I have I have a, a treadmill in my home gym that is incredibly successful at hanging my clothes. Yeah. Right. It's very successful, but the the original manufacturer for that had an, a, a very specific intent, and it wasn't to hang clothes. Right. Right. It was to freaking run on. Right. Yeah. And we have all we have the original manufacturer, God, the yep. creator, the original creator has created each of us individually. And he has an intended purpose of why each of us was actually created. And if we aren't fulfilling that purpose, we will always have that 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 pit in that our stomach, that feeling of just unfulfillment that yeah. nothing, nothing can fill. There is not a, a void on this earth that can fill that unless you you tap into that God-given purpose of why you were actually created. Yeah, that's so good. And he gives us an operating manual. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. So good. Gives yeah. us instructions. It does, right? Yeah. And this is, I think I said this on the other podcast too, whatever, year and a half ago. It's like 
how many of us, especially men, like we when we buy something that we get it, we open the box, and if we're supposed to assemble this thing, we just immediately are like, ah, clink, clink, we try to assemble this thing. Yeah. And and if we actually read the instructions, took a minute, yeah. and how many of us just think of our life right now, or like we're trying to get go through the motions of life, and we're like, I don't know why this isn't working. Why isn't my marriage working? Why isn't my business working? Mm. It's like, whoa, whoa, dude, have you actually read the manual? You know, <laughs> there's an actual manual to right. this. It's mind-boggling, yeah. right? But sometimes... You know, maybe we're some these manuals nowadays are written in Chinese and in uh, Japanese and Spanish. Maybe we don't really know it, right? Like, so we need some help with translating these things, yeah. right? And then also, every one of these these operating manuals, there's there's clear warnings like hazards, don't do this, right? The book of the law clearly gives us some clear warnings, mm-hmm. uh, and it also gives us like some some guarantees and, and warranties, right? Yeah. If you think about whatever last product that you purchased uh, that you had to assemble and put together, it's like, okay, if I read the manual, if I knew what I could do, how I, how this thing is supposed to operate, if I operate it correctly, if I follow these instructions, it's going to, it's going to work, yeah. right? It's going to be successful. Yeah. There's a ton of wisdom in those instruction manuals, <laughs> right? Cause when you don't use them and you start putting something together, I, I did this recently, Lucy bought, Something like the shelving that fits in a corner. Oh my but nightmare! It, it, it's not like it's like triangular and it like leans into the corner. It's mm. this funky thing. And I was like, oh, I just kind of like pieced together. This is simple enough. <laughs> and then when I put it all together, it was like leaning away from the wall. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, son of a gun! I should have read uh, the instructions. And there's nothing in life that frustrates me more than having to undo, undo something it. that I did be- out right. of like stupidity right. or just like ignorance. Like I hate that. If I go the wrong direction somewhere or make a mistake, yesterday Lucy and I went to H E B, and I, you can make a left like a little bit before the entrance, like pull into the H E B gas station and make your way there. If not, you gotta go to this busy intersection, make a left, and then try to make a left into H E B. I missed that first. <laughs> easy left and i was kicking myself so much i was like oh and it literally took an extra two minutes out of our day but i get so frustrated when i do stupid things that like require time to fix i hate that (laughs) oh i love these tangents that we go on yeah yeah i've never been in an heb they're great that's what i've heard yeah i i i mean i I think they've been overhyped, okay. somebody coming into the state of Texas. I mean, I heard when people started hearing I was moving to Texas, literally for months, I'm hearing about H-E-B. Oh, you got to go to H-E-B. I'm like, all right, this is like Disney World in, right. for Texas. And it's, you know, like combination of like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. and okay. like, It's no high V. That's a Minnesota thing, right? Yeah. Where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. <laughs> Shop Ivy. Isn't that just like a Kroger's? No. I don't know. I don't I've never been in a Kroger's. Or like a Pathmark or ShopRite. I don't even heard of those janky things. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Never heard of ShopRite? No. Jace, have you? Pathmark? Yeah, see? Never heard of these things. Weird. Gosh, you literally are on the road every week of your life in other states, other towns. Yeah, I don't go out to that godforsaken East Coast though. Nothing against East Coasters if you listen to this. Yeah, and nothing against Texas if you're an (laughs) H-E-B loyalist. Let's get back on track here. Sure, sure. Success. Okay. Um, We talk about the operating manual, Mm -hmm. and this is, I think, really what we boiled it down to 
success is not it, it's not doing what other people expect you to do or what what we're we even set out to do like what our will is right it's like finding what that god-given purpose is and then doing it mm -hmm. right and it's sometimes it's hard to figure out what that that actual purpose is but once you've identified that and you're you're actually committed to that process like that is the only only way you're going to actually have that true fulfillment in your life right so it's not doing what it's not doing anything compared to what anybody else has done, but it's doing what you've, it's, it's, it's really a comparison of what you've done compared to what you know you're supposed to do. Right. Right. Like if you know, you've got that conviction and even I talk about this with Ellie, it's like, well, did you do your actual best mm -hmm. in this? Like if you did and you got to be, then that's great. Right. I would still consider that you did, you were successful at that, right? But if you know you could have did a better job, you could have mm -hmm. put in a little bit more time, a little bit more effort into it. That's and that's between you and God, right? Right. Really is, which is hard to stomach sometimes or even just think about that. It's like, okay, I know I've got that yeah. God given conviction in my life. And it's like I and this is just the call to excellence of everything that we were called to do. It's like yeah. and and not in a works mentality, but it's like I get to. Right, God's given us the greatest gift of possible, possible, and that's life. Yeah. Right, actually eternal life by dying and rising, rosing, raising. <laughs> it's not rosing. <laughs> I just get in my head when I think of I'm saying it. Rising, rising again, and and you know our gift to Him is what we do with this life. Yeah. Right, like that's that's what success actually is. Yeah, and that's a good point of bringing up Ellie because. Most kids are, I, I think every generation that goes by, there's less and less overachievers. Mm. Everybody is okay with average. Sure. Uh, like they strive for average. I remember even for me, I, I, I strove, strived. Oh, gosh. Strove. We need to do word searches before right. we do these podcasts. I, I was striving to yeah. be on the honor roll, but a new honor roll was all A's and B's. So I literally was striving to get 80s in everything. Just get there. Just meet the mark so just I could be on that, that yeah. list. And it's like, was I capable of straight A's? Sure, if I put forth the effort. Yeah. But I knew that honor roll was good enough. Yeah. Mm, that's good. That is good. I, I can think of countless times in my childhood and, you know, probably not even that long ago of just thinking that too. Because we, we're usually operating everything in comparison to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's just like where we limit our, our mindset and our mentality of like, well, at least I didn't do this or at least I, you know, was better than them. It's like, no, 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 no. God has so much more for you mm -hmm. if you open or unlock that that mindset, that that limiting belief that you've in, you know, or maybe society or culture has you've allowed society or culture to put on you. Yeah. Funny story. I had the same fifth grade teacher that my sister did. And my sister was like a brainiac, always like top of the class from elementary school all the way throughout. And I was two years behind my sister. And I didn't I didn't care as much as my sister did about school. So I remember at um, the parent-teacher conference, my teacher actually convinced my, my mother that, like, I was a little dumber. I was just dumber than my sister and not to hold me to the same expectations as my sister. And I was off the hook <laughs> my entire childhood of getting, like, great grades. My mother just thought I was dumb. 
Oh, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's just Christian. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's he's no Lauren Edwards. This <laughs> right. is Christian Edwards. Yeah, yeah, lower standards for him. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, how about this? We're, what, about 35 minutes into this? Yeah, probably. Why don't we wrap this one up and uh, come back for part two? Yeah. What do we want to dive in on part two? Leave these guys hanging. Well, I'd love to go into more of even calling. Calling? Yeah. yeah. And also obedience. Yes. Yes. Yep. Obedience and calling. So, again, success. Success is not me accomplishing my will. It's us accomplishing his will. That's yeah. ultimately what success is. It's obedience to purpose. It's like fulfilling that God-given purpose that each and every one of us have on our life, right? Mm -hmm. Yours is different than mine. We have this corporate understanding of, yes, we are to love the Lord of God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, we're to love our neighbor. But how do we do that individually, that God-given purpose that we have in each one of our lives? And once we find that and identify that, and we know what that calling is, because we've all been called, mm -hmm. right? Romans 8, 28 says that we've been called according to his purpose, mm -hmm. right? Then how do we walk this thing out? I don't even want to walk it out. I want to sprint this bad mm -hmm. way out. Yeah, amen. I want to I run this race so freaking hard that when God calls me home, it's like I'm tired. Yeah. You know? Yeah, can I, can I share something transparent? Yeah. Um, when you got to my house today, I was literally in tears, and I'll probably he was, tear up. I opened bit. the door, and I was like, <laughs> I was on the phone. I like just double took him a little bit. I was like, yeah. hey, did something happen? So I watched at your recommendation. I watched a show on Netflix or this little series they did called Painkiller. It was about the opioid epidemic and how Purdue uh, Pharma, how they literally the guy in charge of that was just evil yeah. and just flooded these these doctors uh, with permission essentially to prescribe this pill form of heroin and oxycontin and for anybody who doesn't know my testimony um i got hooked i had a back injury at the age of 16 i got hooked on painkillers and i was one of those guys like in this show that was just crushing up oxycontin snorting them and the the show it was six six parts to it and it was really well done and what i shared with you this morning was a lot of times, not a lot of times, it, it it's happening less and less, but every once in a while, the enemy will just kind of like put something into my remembrance of when I used to be a drug addict and get high. And it'll always be a, 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 a good memory, like right. when I was high, like uh, in a euphoric state. And it's never something that's like, oh, all the darkness and doom and gloom and suicidal thoughts. And, Which is the majority of it. Right. Like, yeah. um, so... That watching this show actually made me like it just brought to my my remembrance a lot of the darkness and I was like oh my gosh and as I'm watching this I was really trying to like reconcile these thoughts and all I was even sharing with Lucy like I paused a couple times just because I was almost like choked up and, and these thoughts were like just like flooding my mind and uh, I said to Lucy I said I don't know what to do other than praise God you know in the show um you know, they reference like five uh, or half a million people, you know, overdosed on Oxycontin during that opioid epidemic. And I wasn't one of them. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been one of them. But it, it makes me feel like, all right, God, and not that I'm better, or more special than anybody else. And man, I, I, my heart breaks for any life that was, was lost to addiction, any life that is lost to addiction, because I know that world. And it's like, it just takes control of you. 
it's an ugly evil thing mm-hmm. but it's like god every day that i'm on this earth is an act of grace and mercy by god and if i'm not sprinting like you just said you don't want to just walk out your calling you want to sprint out your calling because there's a reason god has me on this earth and even if you didn't overcome uh an addiction if you haven't overcome an obstacle or a trial the fact that you're on this earth means that there's purpose for you god has you here for a reason he doesn't make mistakes he doesn't make mistakes it's so good such a great way to to end this too just because if you're listening to this it's like sometimes we can just feel what's the point what's the purpose yeah and there is a purpose right yeah but you have to remember him right meditate on it yeah Uh, i think it's great that you just said like you just what could i do but praise god in that situation that circumstance it's like yes absolutely so so i was crying this morning lucy had just left the house with with ezzy and mooch and i had the house to myself and i was just blasting worship music and just literally crying my eyes out praising god thanking him and worshiping him and i i know i looked a hot mess but i really felt amazing Yeah, he came to the door. I was on the phone as like a double. I tried to like wipe my eyes too. I was like, man, I know I look like I'm going through it. His mascara was running down. It was really weird. (laughs) All right. On that note, guys, uh, stick, come back with us next week. Uh, we're going to dive into this more on calling on, on obedience and actually walking this thing on out, sprinting this thing. out. So we'll see you guys next week's episode. Peace.